0: Healthy people cause unhealthy people to feel insecure. Sick people hate seeing well people carry their mat. They hate it. They love for you to be stuck next to them in the pool trying to get better for a long time. Welcome to Becoming My Voice, where we have meaningful conversations that awaken your desire to live at your highest self, becoming all you were created to be. I am your friend and host, Perla Hernandez, partnering up with the Holy Spirit to provide discipleship to women through personal experiences and biblical wisdom. I am a sinner saved by grace Filled with the Holy Spirit, stepping into purpose by faith as I proclaim the gospel by sharing the good news. Hello, hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of Becoming My Voice. I am Perla Hernandez, your host and your friend. Last week, we spoke about how hope is the root for faithfulness. If you haven't listened to that, I highly encourage you. It's a really good episode, and you get to hear the story of Daniel with the lion's but in a whole different lens. And this time, I actually prepared myself a little bit better, and I grabbed some water because last episode, my mouth was so dry as I'm still adjusting. This is still new to me. It's a learning curve. I'm growing. I'm learning. I wanted to give y'all all an update. So the reason why I decided to switch the episode from Wednesdays to Thursdays is because that was my attempt at making a drum roll. I still need to go ahead and buy that. I have been asking God for a lot of clarity over this podcast and what direction he's wanting to take it. And I knew that deep down, God really wanted me to get in front of you. And then the best platform that I have right now is this podcast. My TikTok videos um, have actually been getting some um, a lot of a lot of traction going, a lot of um, comments, and I've give, I've been getting a lot of messages. And honestly, it's giving me the courage to say or announce that. I will actually be having a YouTube channel as well. So I'll be recording myself as I'm doing these podcasts to be more personable, to be more open and really to get this out to way more women that really need this. And I really believe that YouTube is going to make this happen. And I know God's hand is in it. I want to be all in for the Lord. And this is this is a season where I'm at in my life. So for this week, we will be discussing how to become. We're going to speak about disciplines, habits, the type of relationships that we're surrounding ourselves. It's all going to entail in speaking about the man that was healed in the pool in Bethesda. See, I have the honor and the privilege that I was actually there in April, and I actually witnessed a miracle there as two women from the group that I was in, they got healing. I want to share this story because I feel like there's so much that we can all gain and learn from this. So let's go ahead and get started. Ladies, can you believe we are in July? I don't know if it's hit you the way that it has for me, but in five months, we're going to be in 2024. I don't know how time flies so quickly, but here we are seven months into the year and it just happens so fast. So the question I have for you is, does 2023 look different than 2022? If not, What do you need to do in the back end to make sure your year is different? What habits and disciplines do you need to put in your schedule so that the next five months look better than the first seven months of this year? Remember, if we are not being intentional, working, intentionally growing, a year will fly by and then you're stuck asking yourself, where did that year go? I've been there. Have you? Wasting some years only to be upset at ourselves thinking about why we weren't productive and intentional. So here we are, seven months in, and hopefully your spiritual growth is doing well. If not, ask yourself, how am I leaning into what God has asked me to do? Am I getting great time with Jesus? Am I making him a priority to strengthen my relationship with him? How many of you want to grow more this year? Or how many of you are feeling stagnant? It's been a year of just spinning your wheels. Well, this week, I've spent some quality time reflecting on all of these things. And I want to give you some initiative to get you going again. Maybe you've lost vision as you got lost towards your destination. It's time to regain focus on what God wants to do through you this year. So let's go ahead. Let's open up our Bible and we're going to dive into John 5. And it reads, After this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there in Jerusalem, by the sheep gate, a pool which is, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. And these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. We just read that an angel would come stir up the water and whoever was sick and stepped in first would be healed. Imagine all of the sick people sitting around, laying around, waiting for this miraculous event to take place. This is where Jesus walks into around a great multitude of of sick people for one man. We are talking about sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting. Waiting for something to happen. They are waiting from some external circumstance to change their condition. Maybe you are just like them thinking, If I would have just started my business early this year, maybe if I would have gotten that promotion, if I better manage my finances, if I would have gotten out of that relationship, if someone could have helped me, I would be at a different place than where I am. If I would have ate healthier, been consistent at the gym, how would my health look now? We find ourselves waiting for exterior things to change our lives. How many people do you know hang out with the one-day scenario? One day I'll change. One day I'll get that break I've been needing. One day I'll get it right. Do you know people like this? That hang out in the one-day's? waiting for some exterior situation to change their circumstances. Maybe it's you. Do you know what happens when you hang out in the one days on this earth? You surround yourself with sick people. Let's talk about the sick people. That's where it says in verse 3, And these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, I want you to take this moment to remind you, if you are not intentional with your life, you will end up in the same place around blind people. Do you know what blind have? They have no vision. No vision for their life. No vision for what God wants to do through them. They are blind to everything that is happening around them because all they can see is their current situation or pain. He said there was lame people there. Let me show you what lame people sound like today. Well, if that wouldn't happen to me, my life wouldn't be this bad. If my first husband would have helped me the first time, I wouldn't be on my third marriage. If my parents would have done this or that. Lame people play the blame game instead of taking accountability. Lastly, we have paralyzed people. Do you know what paralyzed people don't do? They don't move. Hanging out in one days will keep you around people that don't move. They aren't going anywhere in life. It will keep you stagnant. People that are spinning their wheels, not propelling, not growing. These people make you sick, make you indecisive. Indecisiveness keeps you paralyzed. Are you following me here? We see Jesus walking in, passing all of these sick people that are physically sick. But there is a spiritual attachment to their physical condition. In the spiritual attachment, is the same thing. If you are blind and can't see, then you have no vision for your life. Jesus is walking into these things. Verse 5 reads, Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 33 years. Did you catch that? 38 years of sickness. 38 years of infirmity. 38 years of waiting for the water to be stirred up. This man is laying and has an interaction with Jesus, who can change everything. He says, do you want to be made well or healed as other translations say? The sick man answered him. I love the King James Version as verse 7 as it says, the impotent man answered him, sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I am coming, another stepeth down before me. I love that it says impotent. Do you know what impotent means? It means unable to take effective action, helpless or powerless. The sad reality is, is this describes so many of us in our spiritual condition today. Unable to take effective action, helpless or powerless. Jesus looks down. Do you want to be made well? This looks like an obvious answer, right? Of course, Jesus, he wants to be made well. He's been laying there for 38 years. Clearly, he wants to be made well. You know what's interesting? Jesus, before any time he heals, He'll ask the same thing. The language may change like, do you believe you can be made well? Do you believe I can heal you? Do you believe you can be made whole? Do you have faith to be made whole? Jesus always asks because the great thing about him, he will never ever bypass your free will. Jesus is never going to make you a puppet and do actionable day-to-day things for you. Talk like this, say that, don't say this, here's what you need to do. Jesus asked, do you want to be made well? You want to know the truth? If you want any area of your life to grow, you have got to want more of Jesus, period. Period. This is what Jesus is asking this man. Do you want more? He walks up and the man is laying there around a bunch of other sick people. Do you want more out of life? Do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be fully functioning? Do you want to be healthy? Do you want to be back to whole? Now, let me ask you. Do you want more out of your life? Are you content sitting around the pool with sick people? Do you desire more? Do you want more of Jesus? Do you want freedom in your life? Do you want him to do amazing things through you? This is what Jesus is asking this man. Do you want to become? The impotent man answered him. Why is he impotent? You may ask, because he is unable to take effective action. He's helpless, powerless. Maybe you've felt helpless or powerless this year. Maybe in January, you told yourself you are going to have the best year ever. Then March rolled in and you felt impotent, unable to take effective actions. Maybe something hit you in the middle of the year that you weren't expecting and you felt helpless or powerless. What started with initiative has turned to impotence. Sir, I have no man to put me in the pool. We do the same thing he tells Jesus. Oftentimes when you talk to people about the areas of their life that are lame, broken, Their first response is an excuse. Why do you constantly stay under a cloud, you may ask? And they respond. Well, if you knew how difficult my life is, if you had the same issues I have, you would understand. Do you want to be made whole? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me in the water. And once again, we find ourselves in our own reaction to our impotence, our excuses, excuses to why we are that way, why we didn't follow through on our word, excuses that our parents raised us this way, excuses to why we wanted to do that, why we feel like we are obligated to. These are all excuses, period. Period. Sir, I have no man to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. My dad has always said, If you have a desire, you will find a way to make it possible. Without the desire of wanting it to come true, you will find an excuse. Jesus is asking this man, Do you want to be made well? The man is looking at the creator of the universe and giving him an excuse. It sounds silly, but how often do we do the same thing? God wants a part of your life and you start giving excuses saying, you aren't ready yet. God says, give me that relationship. We say, no, no, listen, I'll keep it a little longer and then decide to let you have it. We love to give God excuses why we are impotent, why we are unhealthy, why we are not whole instead of responding to Jesus. Let me tell you this. Jesus will give you the desire. He will not give you the self-discipline. That has to come from you. Jesus will give you the desire but will not discipline you. Did you catch me there? I'll never forget earlier this year, reflecting back on my life before COVID. I had routines. I made time for the things that mattered to me. I was self-disciplined with my time and my habits. So I began to ask God, why can't I do those things any longer? And that's when God revealed that I wasn't disciplining myself to achieve the life he had called me to be. God will give you the desire, but you have to take the action. God won't bless something you aren't putting any work into. You got to give him something to work with. The first great discipline is self-discipline. The ability to discipline yourself. You know what self-discipline leads to? it leads to a healthy life of good habits. Self-discipline is what makes me open my Bible first thing in the morning before giving my attention to anything or anyone. Self-discipline is what makes me eat healthy instead of eating the sugar that I want self discipline it's what helps me make wise decisions instead of being unproductive and binge watching netflix which i know we all love and i can't do that all weekend self discipline is the first type of discipline we can ever learn this is what jesus is asking him do you want to be made whole do you want to be healthy The man responds, I have no one to put me into. Guys, I'm sorry. My dogs are in the background. They're just needy. I have no one to put me into, Jesus says. Rise, take up your bed and walk. This is what I love here. It's explaining Jesus will invite to heal you, but he will never drag you. Jesus will invite you to live a life of healing. Would you like a healthy lifestyle? How about a healthy relationship? A healthy marriage? A healthy friendship? Would you like a better relational circle? Would you like healthy finances? Would you like a healthy mindset? Would you like to be whole and healthy? Pick up your mat and walk. Let me ask you, what is keeping you stuck? What is keeping you stagnant right now? What is keeping you from becoming who God created you to be? Who or what relationships are holding you back? What do you need to let go of to begin to walk? What circumstances do you keep making excuses for? Rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. Let's think of this for a moment. When this man is sitting there because he had an option at this moment, he could believe he was healed and get up and do it. Or he could have said, my legs haven't worked in 38 years. What are you talking about? You don't just walk after not being able to. You need physical therapy. You need to have rehab. You need to have muscle buildings. You will have to do some type of exercises and stretching. This man could have given all of those excuses and they could have been reasonable and logical. But in this moment, this man chooses a different reaction He chooses initiative. Initiative separates dreamers from achievers. Let me repeat that. Initiative separates dreamers from achievers. This man could have stayed there and thought, how crazy does it sound? Get up and walk out. Or he could have took the initiative to grab his mat and stand up as Jesus asked him to. Oftentimes, this is the struggle we have in life. There are areas in our life that are lame and broken. And just as the man asking if someone could just help me, then one day I can be better. The truth is, Jesus looks at each one of us and says, healing is on you you have to pursue healing. You have to pursue wholeness. You have to learn to discipline yourself. You have to plug into the power of God. He can't do that part for you. He can heal you. He can renew you. He can restore you. He can save you. But he can't make you get out of bed in the morning and fill yourself with his word. He can't make you put on good things and fill your mind with good things instead of bad things. He can't make you change your friends. He can give you all of the love to do those things, but he will never discipline you for you. Only you can do that. The best type of discipline you will ever know is self-discipline, as we learned. Jesus invites the man into a life of discipline. The man in a moment rises and takes initiative, takes up his bed and walks. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said to him who was cursed, It is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your bed. He answered. He who made me well said to me, take up your bed and walk. And this is going on today. People will get in the way of your healing. When people see you with your mat, it makes unhealthy people mad. Let me explain what that looks like. My life was falling apart, but now you should see all that God has done. Then here comes the Pharisees. Sure, but just a few months ago, she was getting drunk and sleeping around. But now it's all different. Let's see how long that will last. Or others say, man, God has given me vision. I see things differently. And here they come. Negative Nancy. Sure, let's see how long that Jesus kick will last. Or how you are religious. You go to church a few times and now you found God. Okay. (laughs) There will always be people that stand between you and your healing. You want to know why? Because healthy people make unhealthy people insecure. How many people make healthy people insecure? Think about it. Because you walk with your head up. And you walk connected to Jesus. They ask, but how can you do that? I'm connected to Jesus. And then they respond. You shouldn't feel like that if people only knew what I knew about you. (laughs) It's okay. Jesus knows that about me. Healthy people cause unhealthy people to feel insecure. Sick people hate seeing well people carry their mat. They hate it. They love for you to be stuck next to them in the pool trying to get better for a long time. They love to see you try to figure it out. They love to see you hopeless and helpless. Just like them. You have an opportunity to plug into Jesus and thrive. And then in verse 12. Then they asked him, Who is the man who said to you, take up your bed and walk? Don't you just love that it doesn't matter what anyone says to you. When Jesus speaks, that's all that matters. When he says, pick up your mat and walk, they say, no, you can't do that. (laughs) It's too late. Jesus already healed me. I've already been made whole. It's too late. I have already gotten up and walked. And then verse 13. But the one who was healed did not know who it for Jesus had withdrawn. A multitude being in that place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you have been made well. Sin no more, lest the worse thing come upon you. Oftentimes, this verse gets misconstrued. People hear this like, yeah, see, You do bad and God is going to get you. And that's not even what God is saying or even referring to. Jesus is saying, once you learn how to live a healthy life, once you are whole, sin becomes a consequence of its own. Sin is our own consequence to our life. People have such a difficult time figuring this out. People say things like, man, God got me this time. I got pregnant knowing I wasn't ready. No, God didn't get you. You were having sex outside of marriage, unprotected, and therefore got pregnant because of your decision. But God got you? No, you got yourself. We put our consequences on God when sin is a consequence of its own. The only truth is that God labeled it as a sin to protect you of the consequences. This is what Jesus is telling the man. If you don't learn how to live a healthy whole life, sin will drag you into a lifestyle that's way worse than being lame in your legs. Sin will ruin your relationships. Sin will rob you of the life God intended for you to have. If you continue sinning, it will lead you down worse than physical illness. Every day, we get to choose where we will be eternally, either life or death. I want to give you three areas of your life you can begin this week to take initiative on how the remaining five months of the years can change your life around. I got you. Remember, you can't change your life around sitting around the pool waiting for an exterior circumstance to come and change your current condition. You will need to take action. You have to get up and do things differently. It's time to stop being in this merry go round. Get off insanity and take initiative. You deserve to become, but you have to want it bad enough. So let me give you number one, life-giving time. Let me ask, what does your time look like? You ever find yourself wasting your time? What do you do with your free time? Because the truth is, if you don't fill your free time, trust me, the enemy will. If you don't time block, he's looking for opportunities to fill it with distractions or worse, sin. Sin. I'll give you some example. What are you watching or listening to? Whatever you watch and listen will affect you. That's how you will feel. Are you watching R-rated movies or shows? Is this secular music? If you are depressed and listening to your feelings type of music, what can you expect? You have to change the way you live your days. What you fill your eyes, your mind, your ears, your time? That's the way that you're going to feel. Fill yourself with different things. Work on your time this week. Be productive. Don't be wasteful with your time. It's something that we never get back. Let me give you number two. Living life relationships. How many of you know the people you surround yourself shape you? Don't think for one second that lame man didn't have friends that he grew up with or that he didn't have a family that would feed him every day and say, Just stay here. It's easy to take care of you while you're here. It's easy to deal with you while you're sick. It's easy to take care of you while you're lame. All we have to do is come to the same place and feed you. What if one of his friends said, Hey man, I think there is more for you than what is happening right here. I think God has a plan for your life. There is something amazing that can happen. I heard Jesus was on the countryside. Let's go see if we can find him. I'd love to teach you between this and the man who his friends took to Jesus to heal him through the roof. Just to get their friend in front of Jesus to heal. Talk about the difference between good friend circles where they will go the extra mile for your healing versus friends that are okay with you laying near a pool for 38 years. The people in your life will not always push you for your best interest. You gotta get that from Jesus. Are you intentional about your relationships? Is your environment hurting or blessing you? Are you accepting anybody to enter your life? Are you pursuing good relationships that will edify and build you up? You need to find people that have what you need, whether it's a good marriage, a successful business, or people that have better friendships than you. I know I need to get around them and pursue those type of people that will help me grow and to be intentional. Number three, life-giving disciplines and habits. Listen. Listen. This is the key for some of you. Some of you feel that you just can't get traction. I'm spinning my wheels. I'm living the same life season after season, just happening over and over and over again. This is for you. Take a note of this. Consistency is the traction of life. Consistency is the traction of life. Let me give you the secret to success that successful people know. There is no secret. None. Zero. Nada. You continue doing the same thing over and over again consistently, and then bam, one day people call you successful. You keep doing the same thing day after day, and then they're asking, How did you become successful overnight? How did you get to quit your nine to five? How are you traveling all of the time? Because in private, you showed up every day because you went to the gym every day and then started to feel better. Then every day I started to read the word of God and my mind started to change. God will give you desire, but he will not give you discipline. You have to do that. You have to discipline yourself. You have to want to wake up tomorrow and change your habits that will lead you to better results. So the question for you today is, what habits are you doing tomorrow? What new habits are you starting that are going to change your week this week? You can't do what you did last week and expect a different week. You will get frustrated. Some of you are frustrated because that's what you do. That's how your life works. You do the same thing every week and the results are the same. And it's frustrating. If you want different results, you have to do different things. Because my actions are a reflection of my heart. Did you just hear what I said? My actions are a reflection of my heart. If my heart wants to be close to Jesus then every day I am going to wake up and tell God, I need to find a way to be closer to you. I need to get your word in me. I need to find other relationships or better relationships around me. I know there's a lot of people laying around the pool. It says in the beginning, and these lay a great multitude of sick people. Purposeless is a pool pool that a lot of people lay around, but you don't have to. Your actions and a reflection of your heart and your actions don't prove your love to Jesus, but they do prove your love for Jesus to other people. You can say you love Jesus all you want, but if you're ugly to people, they won't believe you. My actions don't show God I love him. It shows people I love him, but I want to be careful. I don't want religion to sneak in because there is a line. And this is a life-giving tension that we love and valorize. That is, we don't have to, but get to. We don't have to wake up in the morning and spend time with Jesus. We get to wake up in the morning and spend time with Jesus. We don't have to work on being healthy. We get to work on being healthy. We don't have to become better. We get to become better. It's all about changing your mindset. You change your mindset, you change your life. If we aren't helpful, we begin to make it an action thing to show people how much we love God. Let me do, do this, do that, do this, so people can see that I'm Christian. And that's not the heart. Let me give you the heart. James describes it pretty perfectly in James 2. As I come to an end, James 2, 14 through 26 is what we're going to read next. Uh, Let me just get it real quick. And it says, What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled without giving them the things needed for the body. What good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. So what he is saying is we know salvation comes alone in faith through Jesus. What he is saying is you can't say you have this great relationship with Jesus if your actions lead to death. Because Everything connected to Jesus is life. So that means there are parts of you that you need to prune and you need to cut off and you need to discipline and you need to refine and you need to allow God to remove. So what comes out of you looks like Jesus. And then back to verse 18. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. He is saying, you can't even do good things if your heart isn't connected to the right place. It's impossible to live a life like that. Outside of Jesus, we are selfish. We think about us, how we can get better, how to improve, and this is what he's saying. If it doesn't have works, it's dead. But somehow we'll say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works and I will show you my faith by my work. You believe that God is one. You do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. You see, it's not enough to believe in God. Even the demons know God is real. Let me jump to verse 20. Do you want to become shown? You foolish person. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And in the same way, was not also Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way? For the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. You know what James is saying? It's awesome to say you love Jesus. But if it doesn't produce life changing in the inside of you, you are not connected to the source of life. Some people grab onto religion instead of Jesus. They want their life to change, but they aren't grabbing the one that can change, but they're here chasing religion. When you grab onto Jesus, wake up tomorrow with better habits. You will put his word in your heart and ask God to help you to live a better life, not because I am good enough, but because you connect yourself to the source of life. When you are connected, you can do anything. Maybe today you find yourself like the man, lying by the pool, not able to get traction, spinning your wheels, trying to figure out what God has for you. I want to encourage you the same way the, the lame man received encouragement. You can feel defeated, broken, lost. Maybe you are battling anxiety, depression, health issues. Please know that you can always go to God for healing, asking him to heal the area in your life that is affected. Are you blind, lacking vision? Are you paralyzed? You feel that you're stuck and can't move. Tell God, I need you to do what you did for the lame man. Jesus, I believe you can. And I won't only give you my belief. I'll give you my actions and grab my mat and get up and start to walk. Not because I think I can, but because you said that I can, Jesus. And can do anything you say I can do. This week, you get to start. You have a new week coming up. Use this weekend to prepare you for your new habits. Not because you have to, but because you get to. Connect yourself to the greatest source of power that exists in this planet. I love you and I believe in you. If you need any kind of help or even prayer, please, please, please reach out to me. My contact information is available to you in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And I pray this message has encouraged and touched your heart through the Holy Spirit. If you can please subscribe, leave a review, or better yet, share this to someone you love that needs this as much as you do. Please help me out. Also, if you listened all the way through, don't forget about Hope 30. You can always join and start today or tomorrow. And also, if you can please go to my Instagram at BecomingMyVoice and leave me the little running emoji of the little person on my last post to show me that you listened. And I want to pray for you. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening to Becoming My Voice. I pray you have received encouragement from today's message. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review so we can grow this community and empower other women. To stay up to date with Becoming My Voice and extra content, you can follow me on Instagram at Becoming My Voice. May the God of Hope fill you with all joy. And peace and believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope.